Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Yay Networks. Hey, I'm Jenna. And I'm Francisco. You know, we are new parents trying to navigate this chapter of our lives while trying to run our own businesses and doing our best to stay mentally and physically fittish. I don't know how good we're doing at that. Here's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> don't read it so much. <laughs> We've had to make a lot of compromises in the relationship, but it's sure. worth it, right? Yeah. You've, I, there've been, there's been moments that I wanted to post something on social media and you're like, you're not going to post that, are you? That's for us. Well, can you imagine what it would be? I, I mean, I know we just got these tattoos together, but I don't know this dude. I got to go. Babe, home. the thing is that in that first trip to Mexico, I was aiming for your kidneys, oh. but, but I found your heart. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new episode of the Fittish Podcast. Yes, I'm holding flowers because Fran walked in a few minutes late. I hope this is what you were doing. Hi, my lover. Hi, happy Valentine's. Yeah, we're recording this on Valentine's Day. Yeah. You're hearing it the day after. Well, depending on when you listen, I know some of y'all listen later in the week, but today is Valentine's Day and Fran did not drop the ball. You did great today. Yeah. I haven't even gotten to go do my present yet. That's going to be tonight. Yes. I'm so excited. And I know that... Brian got me a couple of really sweet cards, one from Remy, one for him, some balloons in my office this morning, which was super sweet. You didn't give anything away. And um, and then told me that you booked one thing I've been wanting to do so badly that I haven't done in like, I don't know, six, seven, eight months. And let's go get a massage yeah. at a hotel here in town. And you actually booked it for today. What about that? Which I know means you did it in advance because they would have been all booked up. I don't think I've ever gotten to do something like that. That's actually so nice. I mean, granted, I would have loved to do something with you and Remy also, but... Oh, no uh, worry. We got, we, we, we're going to go on a date. You're going to have a boy's night without yeah. me? Aww. A Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's with my sweet. Boy. Okay. Valentine's with date with your boy. Chief. And you just brought me... That's a lot of flowers. Yeah. From Savoia. Oh, from my mom's floors. These are yeah. so nice. I know you're so funny sometimes how you used to buy flowers at Whole Foods when you would go. My mom's always like, he goes to Whole Foods and buy flowers and I work at a florist. He could come get them from me. I'm like, yeah, you're not on his like Whole Foods journey every the night. The thing is that Whole Foods was there and Ceboya is amazing, over the top, best qual flowers of quality, quality of flowers, whatever. <laughs> uh, but Whole Foods, we were right across I from know. whole foods so and it was also convenient if you were late amazing quality flowers and i was annoyed so. with you and you were late coming home and you were like oh i'm just at the store getting us food and then you'd bring me flowers but we have a guest coming up on the show today we are going to interview someone together no she's not a swinger Ooh, do you know about our guest today i think i don't I think I don't. I think I don't know about our guest today. <laughs> That's okay. I'm prepared for the interview, and then you just good. ask whatever questions come to Sounds mind. Good. So let's see how you do. Um, how I've already I've prepped already. her a little bit because I'm a professional here. Oh, good. How many questions are there? That's not really how it works, No, I said I have many questions. Okay, yeah, the sorority nutritionist, already. actually. She's not in college anymore, but she started a business and gives, like, very great kind of attainable, easy-to-follow nutritional advice, wellness advice, bust some myths. And she has a really great following online. She has a podcast of her own as well. Her name is Lauren. So she's going to be joining the show here um, coming up in just a few minutes. But I thought we could at least talk about, um, which this is not what I had on the schedule for today, but 
we had a bit of a dramatic evening last night in the middle of the night. So I thought we could entertain everyone with our story of uh, what yeah. happened last night. And for those of you asking, Fran did finally get rid of the trailer in front of our home. And it's only because a neighbor called the police and he got a ticket on the car. It, it wasn't was not because me. of that. It was because it was about time to take it out of the driveway. And I then I find for out. weeks. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then I find it, it stayed there for a week. Uh, in, and Sorry. then I find out that I had a ticket after after yeah. I moved it, yeah. So and I, I still haven't been able to everyone. see what type of ticket it is because it rained, so it it's rained. all wet. Yeah, so. you should probably show up for that appearance. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, I don't even see the date. So last night, we got Remy down. Remy's approaching his first birthday this weekend, and we got him down last night, and Fran's softening up, probably because you all bullied him into it. Thank you very much. No. Um, into sleep training a little bit. And I have this, I created this TikTok that I never got to finish, by the way. I wish I had filmed everything else that had gone on because it would have been amazing. But I was trying to film the segments of how long we waited. And so I expressed to Franz, he's crying right now when we're recording this at home. I don't know if you can hear him, but so he goes to sleep around seven and then Fran and I are watching TV and we've been staying up way too late. And about 1040, he wakes up screaming bloody murder. He's standing on the side of his crib. We're watching him on the camera. Fran looks at me like, should we try it? I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, we should try it. Let him cry. Let him cry. We kind of talk through the approach. Do we want to do 10-minute checkup? And Fran's like, if I go in there, I'm done. Like, if I go in there, I can't just, like, put a passy in his mouth, tap him on the head, and then leave again. He'll, like, lose his shit. So he cries this time. It was a long, actually. Like, it was on and off for a solid, like... 20-ish minutes and then he kind of crumpled down and would fall asleep for a few minutes and then he'd like wake up and be pissed again and then stand up and scream and so this went on on and off for almost an hour and he still just like wasn't having it like sometimes he'll do it and he'll fall back asleep for the rest of the night but he was upset and so but that's exciting so I thought it was a wrong thing to do just because it is his birthday week and nobody deserves to. You'll hear like this. That. These excuses. It's he's teething. He's sick. He's sick. Was totally fair. He slept with us and then got us all really sick. But, you know, now I'm just starting to give in to this. Like I feel like there's no compromise here. Like it just is what it is. And so now Fran and I are both like losing sleep. No, there is compromise, for sure. What's the compromise? Well, it's unilateral. But yeah, it's. What's the compromise? The compromise is yours with letting him sleep in bed, which we really appreciate. So yeah, it's it's a hundred percent compromise on my part. Well, you yeah. have a rain check for another compromise elsewhere. So this is where things get a little exciting. So I think Fran may have done all of this intentionally in hindsight, like he may have created this drama. But <laughs> so we're laying in bed, Remy's screaming, Fran's like covering his face, being like, Oh, I can't handle it. And I'm filming all this. And then we're almost at midnight now, and all of a sudden we hear what sounds like a car driving off the roof of our house onto the deck. Now, I've heard noises like this before. We have a lot of trees where we live. We also have a lot of animals. So I think these animals are like fornicating, fighting. I'm not really sure what they're doing, but I think, you know, there's raccoon families, there's cats. Some people have said they've seen bobcats. I think they're going tree squirrels, trees on the roof, and it's just really loud on our roof because we have a lot of skylights. So they're like running on the glass. And I think it came and jumped off the roof is what I'm thinking happened. But simultaneously to that, there was like a breach with the alarm system. So all hell breaks loose. Fran, luckily you are so brave and so like 
you are that. Like you are like, I have no doubt in my mind. I don't know if you would win, but you are so brave that like that alarm tripped and it's like intruder, intruder. So Fran grabs like the biggest gun I've ever seen. Like, I don't even know why he has this gun. Like, I feel like it's something like Arnold Schwarzenegger would have in a movie. Like, I don't even know what kind of gun it is. I mean, I have a handgun that, and I don't love guns in general, but like I have a handgun because of the stalker situation I had back in the day. So we have that gun, the nine millimeter, and that usually stays in like a drawer, but he grabs this gun y'all. Like, I feel like it's like a bazooka. Like, I don't even know what a bazooka is, but like, what kind of gun is this? It's just a shotgun. It is not just a shotgun. It's like a triple barrel shotgun. Like it doesn't just have one no, barrel. No, no, no. It has only one barrel, but it's a semi-automatic shotgun. Okay, y'all, it does not look like a shotgun like you would see like a rifle, right? Like it doesn't look like big. that. No, it's fat. Yeah, I know. It's just this big. But it's, it's also very short. this wide. And you got to use words because not everyone watches us on YouTube. Yeah, so it's like maybe two feet long maximum. And it's, it's like the chode of guns. Like it's so like it it's does like look a little bit. If you like video games, <laughs> the people say that it looks like the people like gun as the the Halo gun, but it's just an amazing shotgun that, in a distress situation, will get the job done Brian without tries having to, to tell point. me when he goes out of town. Make sure you grab this gun. Are you fucking kidding me? I get that a, a regular gun's hard to shoot an intruder with because you have to like really know what you're doing and be close because you could miss them, right? Um, but in this one, he's like, the reason these guns are good to have is because you won't miss. I'm like, I feel like the kickback on that thing would like take my whole body back and like make me deaf in both ears. So anyway, Fran is casing the house. Like you would think that he all of a sudden became like an FBI whatever overnight because he's like has me like in the bedroom well first you bust into remy's room with that gun turn on all the lights because i guess you felt that like maybe there was an intruder in his room so of course remy's well, like on i another hear the level. shrimp like the, the reason i i don't I, think I, his screaming had anything to do with the alarm no 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 not at all no 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 the screaming had nothing to do with that and i was going to the kitchen and i hear or i was in the bedroom and i hear like what the alarm the noise that the alarm does yeah when a door to the outside the opens. Doo -doo. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's so fucking weird. Yeah. So I armed the alarm just to make sure I was not crazy. And then that's when it And the alarm off. tripped. And then it's like, well, all break. Something's open. Yeah, yeah something, so somebody's opening is scrambling with this giant gun. First thing he does with the huge gun is bust into Remy's room, turns on the light, and then runs out. And so Remy at this point is like screaming, and Fran starts running through the house with the gun. So I, at that point, it's like, uh, I, I mean, I'm a little scared, actually, because the alarm went off, and it's pretty scary, because, like, something, some door opened, so that's pretty scary at midnight, and I changed, I was like, I'm just going to change Remy's diaper, I don't know why I thought that'd be a good idea, he was wet, I was like, well, I'm just going to change his diaper, for, I don't know, you were telling me to, like, I see Fran down the hallway in the dark hall, we have, like, one really long hallway that I, we can see all the way to the front door, and he's, like, telling me to go, and it dawned on me, I'm not the type of person to hide in a closet, um, I'm the that's where you should hide. Nope, because I I feel like a sitting duck in a closet. I'm the type of person to kind of keep an eye on you and listen for a shot and hope that you won and not someone else because I'm about to get the but fuck the out of the that house. We have a window to the outside of the house in our bedroom. I know, but like, I'm not, I'm not locking myself in a closet with no exit because if you die, all these thoughts are going through my mind. If this intruder who's coming into our house is obviously pretty skilled, you die, then I'm stuck in a closet like a sitting duck. If I hear a gunshot, you better believe I'm about to exit out this house out of a door with that baby and run down the street. Like, I am not, I don't know. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm know. glad you have a plan. 
fuck yes, I have a plan. And like, I mean, kind of, I was also just kind of standing there watching. Like we were like, yay, daddy, like go get him. Because I didn't really think anyone was in the house. So Fran finally pinpoints that the door, there was a breach and that the door was the garage door, which is weird. Not the, not the, the door. But so yeah, door I think it was just in. an animal trying to, and actually it opened enough. So the animal was able to get in, to get in. I saw a black cat. Did I send you the photos? I have all these still images of a black cat in our driveway off on camera in the back. I didn't see any motion detected by a person. Anyway, that was the drama from last night. So, of course, Remy quickly settled back for a good night's sleep. False. He was up for two hours roaming around bed like it was party time with mom and dad. So I think we finally went back to sleep at like two. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Around two. And then he got up at six. Yeah. Y'all got up. You let me sleep, which was nice. It was a nice Valentine's morning yeah, for me. Yeah, no. So we got up at six. But, yeah, no, like. I'm glad you're as brave as you are. If that had happened well, when I was not, alone in the house, I would have been like, like fuck. Surviving mode. Like I know, but I, you I never know how people are going to react. Some people freeze. I mean, could you imagine what I would do? If that happened and you just like ran out of the front of the house screaming, like just, just abandoned like, us. <laughs> I don't think or I will have with the, the sleep deprivation that I have, the nerve enough to not shoot someone that is familiar. So if if, if your mom would have walked in the door. Oh, like she knows the, better than that. My like, mom knows that you have these guns. My mom like announces herself in the middle of the afternoon. She's like, it's me, it's Candy. <laughs> I'm in the house. I'm coming. I always told her, like, you better announce yourself or Fran's going to shoot you. I do have to say it reminds me of someone I dated in the past. And I, it was like, it should have been such a red flag at the time. And I've never told you this story, but it was someone that I was dating. And um, amongst all the other red flags. But um, we thought we heard someone in the house one night, like for sure. And we were in bed, like about to sleep. I thought you were a virgin when I met you. <laughs> well, we were... We, uh, we were in bed about to sleep and we thought we heard someone in the house and he literally was like, you should go check it out. And I remember being like, is he kidding? Is he kidding? He's not kidding. He's such a puss. He's not kidding, is he? Yeah. And it was like an animal or something, you know? And I was like, Ugh. yeah. So thank you for not being that person. Because as much as I don't care about gender roles through and through, I do like having like a man that is like knows how to use a gun and knows how to protect the family if needed. Granted, I would do the same thing. I mean, if it was me and Remy, like I will I will survive as well. But like I love knowing that you're doing that too. Anyway, well, we're very excited. We're gonna take a quick break and hear from a couple sponsors of the Fittish podcast. And then we are gonna be joined by a guest. And hopefully, if we have some time at the end, we can get to some of the great QA y'all had last week. And if not, then we'll have to catch um, you on those next week, but we'll be right back. I almost can't believe that I am about to have a toddler. This weekend, our son turns one, which apparently means they go from, you know, newborns, infants, babies. He's not a baby anymore, but we have such a great solution for gifts, whether you have a friend in your life that has a baby and you have no idea what to get them, or you have a baby yourself and it's really hard to keep up with all of the developmental stuff, right? Like you wanna challenge them, you wanna make sure that you're keeping them engaged. KiwiCo is a sponsor of the Fittish Podcast and this is such an amazing subscription service. They are redefining the future of play by making engaging, enriching activities that are seriously fun. So KiwiCo, you're like, what is it? Well, it's different depending on your child's age, but it's really a, it's a, it's an activity crate, right? So you're going to be able to go to the website and pick out 
a crate based on the child's age, but they're all, you know, developmentally appropriate, right? So you're not just handing your kid a toy like, here, have fun, play with this. You know, for instance, the Panda Crate series, which is what you get a child that's very young, right? Like when they're an infant and a baby, and that's the one Remy had. Um, that comes with, you know, different textures and patterns and the cards, because that's the kind of thing that um, is important for kids to kind of develop, you know, those those senses. And then, of course, as your child gets older and we're talking, you know, they have offerings for, you know, high school age kids, you know, science based kind of experiments, anything that your child is interested in, you can pick a really cool theme for them. And I'm sure they get like harder for the parents <laughs> to engage with as the child gets older, too. But it's so stimulating and fun and you're bonding while also knowing that you're giving your some your your child something that's like developmentally enriching for them i absolutely love it redefine learning with play explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with kiwico get 50 percent off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com finish that's 50 percent off your first month at kiwico.com finish KiwiCo. This is such a fun gift idea. I've actually bought subscriptions for friends that have kids because, hey, you don't know what to get them. Get them this. It looks like you're trying to make their child smarter. It's so fun. <laughs> for those of you that know me, you know that I'm not really a diet person. Sure, I've tried different things throughout my life. Uh, everything's so severe though, right? And the weight always seems to come back. And if you're trying to find something sustainable, that's really getting to the root of any issue you might have with food and weight, I have a solution for you. And that solution is called Noom. Noom Weight is a sponsor of the Fittish podcast, and they offer a different kind of service than what you may have encountered with other, you know, so-called diet programs. They explore the psychology behind your eating habits, right? And also offer personal coaching. So, you, you know, you download this app, you're going to fill out some questions, right? Like why, when do you tend to eat unhealthy? You know, are you a late night eater? Do you eat when you're stressed? Are you going through, you know, a time period of grief? Because they believe, and I do too, that, that a lot of our eating habits come from a psychology, right? Come from our own psychology. And so, you know, I tend to like not eat very much if I'm upset. And I think most of us probably fall into the category that when we're tired and stressed, we snack late at night. And of course, that can be like a huge contributing factor to why we are gaining weight or why you're kind of crash dieting and not able to keep weight off. Noom Weight uses this psychology and they say losing weight starts with your brain. They're going to help you understand your habits and this program's not restrictive, and I think that that's a real highlight of this, that they're not going to be like, don't eat this, don't eat that. They're going to give you some guidelines, and they're going to help you eat more intuitively, which is pretty critical when it comes to a more sustainable kind of weight loss plan. And, you know, first-time active numers lose an average of 15 pounds in 16 weeks, and 95% of customers say Noom Weight is a good long-term solution. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom Weight Psychology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash fittish. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash fittish to sign up for your trial today. And you can check out Noom's first ever book, The Noom Mindset, a deep dive into the psychology of behavior change, available to buy now wherever books are sold. 
you know, I never had much time before to take care of grocery shopping. And then you have a child and that, I mean, just forget about it, right? It can be so difficult to stay on track uh, just with like making lists and going to the grocery store. I just hate it. I dread it. I never want to do it to the point that I just don't do it. And I'm really thrilled that Green Chef is a sponsor of the Fittish podcast because I'm able to now cook Homemade meals, because don't get me wrong, I don't want my child or myself really eating fast food all the time. I want nutritious meals. I just don't want to spend the time doing it. And Green Chef has been such an ideal solution. Green Chef makes eating well easy. They have plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals in general. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Look, and I know you say, there's a lot of meals out there like this, Jenna. Like, why is this one good? And I'll tell you why. A, it's because of these options, right? They have so many different kind of diet style and plan options because Francisco and I love to dabble in, you know, we're not vegan or vegetarian, but we love to cook a good meal that is that so we can try it and feel like we're being a little <laughs> healthier and meat free, but we are meat eaters, right? We do like to try keto meals. So it's so fun to be able to try different styles uh, without committing to something. And they have such great qualities of meat and produce, USDA certified organic ground beef, USDA certified organic chicken, wild caught sockeye salmon. You can also add chicken or fish to some of the vegan and veggie recipes each week for that added protein boost. And that is in particular something Francisco and I love to do. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. Premium protein, seasonal produce, sustainably sourced seafood. Expand your palate with unique farm fresh ingredients like figs, dates, and artichokes. Because I'm telling you what, I would not know how to cook with those if I bought them at the store. So I love having these recipes and all the items ready to go for me. Go to greenchef.com slash fittish60 and then use the code fittish60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Again, that's greenchef.com slash fittish60, F-I-T-I-S-H-6-0 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Welcome back to the Fittish Podcast. Francisco and I are so excited because we, we like to bring guests on so then you don't have to listen to us argue about our baby problems and our relationship or problems or everything in general. Like I'm mad at him for being late to recording today. But now that we have a guest on, we have to be on our best behavior. Yeah. Welcome nutritionist. Yeah, we're going to call She's an expert. We only have experts on the show. Lauren Hubert to the show, also known as the sorority nutritionist. Right, Lauren? <laughs> yes, you got it right, girlfriend. Awesome. <laughs> nice. Now, um, we, I'm really excited. Sometimes we have people reach out to Fittish like this girl would be great. This woman, I should say, would be great on the show because I do love to talk about, I guess, more attainable ways to have like a healthier lifestyle, right? Nothing really overbearing. Could you tell us a little bit about what is the sorority nutritionist? Because obviously I don't think you're in a sorority anymore, right? I am not. You know, it's funny. And and as I evolve, it's like, are, am I outgrowing the name a little bit? But that's for another conversation. Um, sorority nutritionist really came from the fact that back in college, freshman year, I gained 20 pounds after <clears throat> ditching soccer, um, deciding to join Greek life at Florida State, just a completely different world, put it that way. Mm -hmm. And I really just was really uncomfortable in my body. But unfortunately, and honestly, just like so many young women out there, I went down a really restrictive path of dieting. I would eat less than 1,200 calories a day. I would try to work out constantly, burn calories, six, seven miles, runs every day. 
you know, really just kind of going overboard. Um, so really sorority nutritionist was, um, started back when I was really restrictive, but then I ended up becoming a dietitian. I got my master's in nutrition, um, became an quote unquote expert in this field, but, um, really it's, it's more about my own personal journey and how I relate to the women I help. Um, I literally was you not too long ago, 10 years ago. And Mm -hmm. I understand being obsessed about how you look and the scale, but at the same time, being your thinnest and and what I say is the skinniest biatch in the room is not always your happiest. It's not always your most confident version of yourself. So you can want to lose weight, but if you can't keep it off because you're so restrictive and you're so like, caught up in dieting, um, you're you're going to really miss out on on life. And actually, you can have it all. You can have a body you love and also not have to be restricted. So absolutely. That's uh, hitting very close to home here. What for you right now? Yeah. What mm. have you you put on the freshman fifteen recently? I, so I, Lauren, I put Francis, the baby, the baby twenty five. Francisco and I have a baby who's about a year old. So it's funny, isn't it? Though I mean, because you usually think that these situations are more kind of female related because guys in college, you know, the freshman fifteen, that whole thing is kind of expected. We're all drinking a lot of beer. We have pretty bad nutritional habits. I was a soccer player too. Then I became a little less active in college. I think we all go through that. But you know, with guys, I feel like. I've never encountered that that's issue with guys or they don't care as much until now they're like dad bod. And so all I hear from Francisco every day is like, well, I gained weight when you were pregnant too. Yeah, <laughs> But it's more, you know, I'm going through a chapter of my life, Lauren, where, you know, I've never been super restrictive with eating. Um, I never had an eating disorder, but I think now having a baby, your relationship with your body is so different. And I've really honestly struggled. I talk about it a lot on the show. I've really struggled with, the fact that no one prepares you when you have a baby that like, no, you're not gonna like pop back. You're not gonna ever really, even if you probably are the same weight, your body, your distribution, like everything's different. And it can be very hard to accept that your body is no longer one that you recognize. And sure, mm-hmm. some women are amazingly confident. They're like, oh my body, I gave, I love my scars. I love my stretch marks. Like I gave birth, you know, to human life. And that's amazing. But I think for a lot of us, the reality of getting dressed every day after you have a baby, it can really mess with your mind. You know, it can really make you want to figure out, you know, some kind of extreme diet or something because the emotional kind of psychology of your body changing is really hard to deal with. I completely agree. And I think even as you age, like there's a whole postpartum mother aspect to it. And I I know men don't go through the same thing women do as we give birth and have to carry the baby. <laughs> but of course, I, I know sometimes the, the husband can also gain a little bit of weight too. I've actually had couples work with me together, fun fact, because um, both of them kind of had chaotic patterns. But I'll say especially not just – I love that you said phases, but um, not just with – uh, pregnancy, but even as we get older, it's really mm-hmm. difficult. Like as you approach perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause, just the changes that happen to your body during that time. And, you know, really drastically thinking about when you're in high school versus college versus, you know, as you get in 30s, 40s, and 50 plus years old, you're never going to look the same. It's so unrealistic, but we're taught, you know, that thinnest weight that we were when we were really younger, when we probably didn't have any muscle mass, we weren't going to the gym, we didn't carry a baby. Like we're comparing to that when it's like, we need to be focusing on how to be the best version of ourselves now. And if you can't adapt how you eat and live your life to the different phases when you have a child or you're caring for your your mom or dad as you get older, like your, your evolution with health changes as mm-hmm. you get older. Absolutely. Yeah, because we don't have the time anymore. I mean, I used to 
it was no, it was so easy, not easy, but you know, to go work out a few days a week, it was just about the motivation. Now the balance of running a business and, you know, it's such a low priority for me that I do feel that, I mean, would you say you are a dietitian, which is, I know is even greater than a nutritionist, but would you say, um, it's that, that the exercise or actually the, the food, right? Cause a lot of us don't have the time to exercise as much, but I mean, is it, is it, does it really all come down to just what you're eating? I always say food first, exercise second, especially in the phase of life when time is really limited and you're running a business, you have your family to take care of, you know, if you're also doing the cooking, like there's just, there's only so much time in the day and I love exercise. In fact, it's Valentine's Day as we're recording this. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry if it's bad to put the date out there. However, with um, like my husband tonight, like we finally have time. We're actually going to go to the gym together and do a workout and that's going to be our time spending together instead of doing dinner. Sweet. So that's really fun. Nice date <laughs> so i just want to jump back into mm. you said that it's food first exercise second yes what's our third option because you know sometimes you cannot just <laughs> you can't do any of it yeah yeah okay. well, i always say food has to take priority because no matter what you have to eat every single day yeah. so if you're trying to like pick and choose i would say food first moving your body would be second, but I almost, it almost occurs in tears, right? Like doing a workout versus like just parking farther away. It's like any way to kind of fit fitness in your life. Like it doesn't have to be just the gym. So that's why Mm -hmm. I say exercise second, but like it's really gym probably third, moving your body second. Right. Um, after that, I would say, honestly, I know I said food and exercise. I think, (laughs) I think I want to do a reorder. Number one is sleep. Number two is food. Number three is exercise. Okay, what's that number four? Sleep. Number four. Number four, probably therapy and stress management because we all all need a little help. There you go. Because, yeah, getting your mental health in check because that can affect a lot of your eating habits, of course. Well, Lauren, I want to ask you, you brought up um, earlier in this conversation about, you know, that you've worked with couples before. And I think that's so interesting because, you know, when you're a single single person and single minded, your only enemy is kind of yourself, right? Like it's about your time management and what you want to eat. And there's not as much distraction. Let's be honest. Like, let's just be real about this on Valentine's Day. Like being single is actually like way easier <laughs> in a lot of ways than being in a relationship. And I think friends, Francisco and I are so different with our eating habits, right? Like he will, he's like a snake. Like he won't eat all day. And then at night you are, our eating habits are very different as are most men and women. You know, I'm the type of person that I want to eat when I'm being good. I want to eat every few hours. I eat very small meals. I like a big breakfast and like less at the end of the day. And that works really well for my body normally. Francisco is just a sabotager of my of my lifestyle because he won't eat all day. Then he's tired and cranky. We put the baby to bed. We're in bed. And all of a sudden, like Uber Eats shows up with McDonald's. And I'm like, this is not good for us to eat at like nine and 10 o'clock at night, you know, but it's hard. Do you have any like tangible tips for couples? Um, just maybe some ways that they could get healthier together. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, like me and my husband tonight, we're going to the gym together. So <clears throat> finding something that you do have common ground interest in, I think is really awesome. Um, something I'm also super known for is my grocery hauls. I, um, my husband works a very demanding career and job. However, when he does have time available, which mostly occurs on Sunday, we go to the grocery store together. And so we both have an active role in mm. choosing what we're having. And, and I literally like post them all over my Instagram as we make it Mm -hmm. fun. But Mm -hmm. if there's a way, you know, it doesn't have to be through Instagram, but like making healthy eating 
going to the gym, moving your body, like finding ways to make it fun. And if you're single, like go to the gym with your girlfriend or, you know, go to a workout class, try to meet people. Um, what I will say though, that really made me think about what you were saying as well, which is, um, as a saying I've actually said to clients before, but it's boyfriend or like husband portions. So what's really difficult of eating with someone else is, you know, whether you like it or not, it's sort of like the five people you surround yourself with, you're going to become like them. So if you and your partner are just on completely different spectrums when it comes to eating and your mindset and your choices, it definitely can sabotage you. And the tough part is you can't make your significant other change. And I, mm -hmm. I always say that to people. You cannot make them change. That is not your job. That is their job at the end of the day. However, the only thing that you can do is encourage them and be a role model, just like with children. Like all you can do is role model healthy eating, healthy living taking care of yourself yeah, that's model. the only thing that you can do um but ultimately like shaming your partner into eating healthier is mm -hmm. not going to work it's funny you say that I've been hearing that expression a lot lately maybe on the TikTok algorithm that I'm on you know because I get a lot of kind of psychology based um you know articles and people speaking podcasts that sort of thing and that's become a really a really interesting thing right that what you said about that you can't make someone else change right you can you can change but it's really down to the individual and it's so true I don't think we don't fall into that trap you know I don't shame you for eating you you lately have expressed a lot of desire to be healthier i think it's just the time management i know it's just an excuse right but it is exponentially well, harder with a like, baby i mean when you're up all night long and we both work full time and so that can just be so hard to make the time um the time to cook the time to eat together the baby eats at a different time you know all of that kind of time management i think is hard and i think that's really key trying to find the time to do it with each other, to meal plan Absolutely. and to talk about what we're going to eat. I, I think it's possible 100%, but like before baby, I used to work out at 5.30, 6 a.m. every morning yeah, and be able to go every day to grocery shop and mainly cook yeah. every other day. Yeah, you were great. And What happened? So I decided <laughs> to give him myself a sabbatical yeah. and I'm not going <laughs> to shame myself about it. Um, I wake up, still wake up. I'm still up at five. Uh, yeah, you are. But with my baby. Yeah. And I, I'm fasting. You're I have fasting. A, I, I so I, I used to follow a fasting routine. Yeah, let's ask Lauren about that. The intermittent, but the intermittent. Now fasting. I have my own routine. Yeah. And I take all my calorie intake. At, four hours at one meal at the end what are your <laughs> thoughts on things like like intermittent fasting is very difficult for me i don't particularly like it i've been interested in macros i know we're getting very you know detailed about the kind of the diet conversation macros for me personally something i've never tried to measure but i do see that that works super well for a lot of people that are trying to lose weight and still have the caloric like intake or deficit that they want what are your thoughts on some of those kind of eating styles yeah so how i approach nutrition is it's not that I follow a diet camp. I just follow the science. So nutrition, the foundation of any diet is calories. So people that are like calories don't matter, they kind of do. And actually mm -hmm. not they kind of do, like they absolutely do. Like food has calories. We burn a certain amount of calories a day. So, you know, calories are really important. Macros, um, really the macros actually make up our calories. So 
for mm-hmm. you to basically hit your calories, you have to basically eat a certain amount of carbs, proteins, and fats, which are the three macros. Um, so yeah, macros are incredibly important. But really, when it comes to eating and like a diet, it's finding a way, and I call it like a rhythm of eating. I know that does not sound sexy, but like finding a way of eating that works for you that obviously hits what you need to hit. But especially in the world of weight loss, there are non-negotiables. Um, I always say it's the non-negotiables of fat loss. So, you know, you need to get in a deficit, um, ideally a slight deficit. I don't want you cutting out like 1500 calories a day. Yeah. Like that's horrible. You're going to slow down your metabolic rate. You're going to be starving. You're going to be miserable. You're not going to stick to it. Even if you try, um, you're eventually going to sabotage yourself. So a slight deficit, um, you know, protein's really important, especially for muscle mass. But, you know, in the conversation of fasting and why I bring this up in this way is you actually have to kind of hit these non-negotiables before you talk about meal timings, because Mm -hmm. fasting is just really describing when you're eating and when you're not eating. And I always say, you know, it's great if you're intermittent fasting and it works for you. If you, you know, work out in the morning, I would probably discourage you from fasting just because I would want you to plan your eating time around and your eating window around when you're actually doing your exercise so you can get your post-workout fueling in and all of that. But, you know, if you're fasting and you're trying to lose weight, but it's not working, it's because you're not actually eating the right amount of calories. Well, so I never said it wasn't working. <laughs> oh, I never said that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that makes sense. What she's saying too, though, and I guess I never really thought about it that way, Lauren, because you hear about a lot of people that they do intermittent fasting and I see, you know, a lot of men like that. But the reality, the people that it's working for, A, it fits with their lifestyle and maybe they've trained their body that it works well that way, but they're also still eating nutritionally dense food, I'm sure, right? Like the ones that are doing it correctly, they're still doing that level of macros, I'm sure, right? With protein and fat. They're not just saying, wow, I am just going to binge on, you know, my 2,200 allotted calories in this four hour window. And then that's what, that's what you were doing. And then you're like a snake. You're like, sure. So (laughs) I think fasting, I started fasting because I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to, to do many things that I used to do to stay healthy. And I felt that Fasting helped me keep that energy for some reason. It it actually made me more energetic. Mm. Of course, right now it's it's all over the place. It hasn't worked to lose pounds, but it I haven't gained more. You've pounds. maintained your physique. Yeah, maintained, maintained baby. My, 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 my we love body. that. And yeah. honestly, like so. I'm approaching this conversation with my expertise in weight loss. Like there's other benefits to fasting outside of weight loss when we think mm-hmm. of like diabetes management could be really beneficial, but it depends on who you're talking about it for and what is the purpose. So if someone struggles with overeating and that's what's causing them to chronically go over their calories, I definitely wouldn't encourage a, a woman to intermittent fast and then it's just going to cause more problems with her overeating where you know, candidly, my husband mm-hmm. with his career, he works in an operating room. Like he, he mm-hmm. has to intermittent fast. Like we joke, I'm like the opposite. Like I'm a breakfast girly, like get my mm-hmm. 20, 30 grams of protein in woo woo, where he's like literally fasting his little heart out until the end of the day, because he literally can't eat. Um, yeah. so you got to find what works for you is what I always say. But I'm op- I'm very open to hear your recommendations. Like I- I'm really quick to shift gears if it's needed. Oh yeah, you jump on any. You'll jump on any on any new trend. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll like, and I, I'll follow through. Actually, Lauren, what is going out to eat with your group of girlfriends like? You know, when you are a registered, you know, dietitian, and is it is it ever uncomfortable for anyone? Do they feel like do do people eat very unhealthy in front of you? She goes like <laughs> a second in your lips, a lifetime in yeah. your hips. Oh my! Oh, 
<laughs> oh my goodness. So it depends on the girlfriends. If if you're brand new to meeting me and you hear I'm a yeah. dietitian, the conversation is, oh my goodness, you're eating that? You're having pizza? Oh, uh-huh. are you cheating on your diet? Where when people actually get to know me, it's actually like I eat everything like mm-hmm. that I like, but it also it depends on my mood. It depends on how often I'm eating out and you know, if I'm eating out more often, yeah, sometimes I'll go for like the slice of cake at a wedding or, you know, something that's super worth it. I always teach my clients like you have to decide what's worth it for you and it depends on what your goals are. But yeah, I'm not that dietitian that like, you know, restricts heavily and, you know, doesn't have um, what I what I actually love and like. And at the end of the day, you don't actually have to give up anything. However, I, it's also because my diet is in check when I'm at home and for most of the time. And I actually... I've, I would say I've fallen in love with healthy eating. So for me, like I enjoy eating balance. I don't want to have an off track meal where I'm like binging my face off. And, you know, sometimes binging is not a choice, right? It's other things that psychologically go into it. But yeah, you know, I, I eat fun foods just like everyone else. I love a little skinny margarita. I love all things tacos and, you know, pizza and and deliciousness, but I also love a salad. I love a little grilled salmon moment as well. Yeah, it's so true, too, because, you know, I have been pretty terrible lately myself and kind of trying to decide how I'm going to allocate my time to eating better. But you feel like shit when you eat like shit, you feel like shit. And that's just the reality of it. And sometimes you don't even know how bad you feel until you kind of clean up that diet. And that doesn't mean that you have to be perfect every day of the week. Like you're not doing a bikini fitness competition. Like it's just about, you know, when you eat consistently eat better, you can have pizza and some sugar and stuff. But can I ask you, being a mom now, we have a child who's now eating what we eat, right? And he's turns a year this weekend. We did some baby led weaning and besides um, McDonald's. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let me say that he doesn't eat like, you know, we joke that we would like never let him eat that. I mean, at some point when he discovers it with friends, sure. It is what it is. We'll teach him good habits and act, be active and whatnot. But what are a few things like you would never feed your children that we should really stay away from or ingredients that maybe we should look at staying away from? Mm. Well, first and foremost, my snarky answer as a dietitian is you never feed your baby things that your baby's allergic to. Um, yeah. So obviously like that off the gate, you yeah, know, but actually we're kind of dealing have. with thinking he might have a dairy allergy and we're not dairy. Very I common. mean, I love cheese, but um, but I'm not. I'm lactose intolerant, so we do milk alternatives. So that's already something we're kind of going down that road, which is hard because kids love pizza and things like that. But yeah, we, we <laughs> understand that. Yeah, you know, it's tough. <laughs> I I really view nutrition as not so much about what to avoid, but so much more of what they need more of. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I'm thinking about, you know, me and my husband eventually do want children and I have, you know, a nephew and, you know, being around children and and even coaching um, families that have children too, I try to think about what the diet is lacking. And a lot of times with kids, what's really tough, and I'm not sure how old your son is, but, you know, when (laughs) just my experience, there might be a way you want your kid to eat. However, once you have a kid and you see how they're eating and if they're not eating food, you just want them to eat anything. So I think that's a a really big piece of the conversation because I know so many parents that are like, I want to give my kid the most delicious, nourishing foods that are going to help them grow. But at the end of the day, if your child's not eating enough food and, and, you know, is is just even a struggle with food, meaning like he or she doesn't want a lot of variety, is not open to trying new things. It's like you just have to kind of put it out there 
And I think actually more important than just ingredients is also setting the tone and the environment in which you're giving the food to your child, like not forcing them to have healthy foods or else Mm -hmm. if you're forcing them to have these veggies because you think they're healthy, they're going to resent that. And that can cause even more problems later on, even though you had this really good intention of, you know, wanting them to eat healthy foods. But if they're, if they're so, if they're, if they're fighting with you in it, that can be, that can almost cause more harm than good, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's so true. We've taken this approach of letting him feed himself and it makes a mess. And I'll get a lot of comments on social media. Like, you're so brave. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not brave. I'm just like, I have no, no choice. I'm like his, I'm his maid every night, like <laughs> underneath him because I let him explore. But I had read, I mean, you don't know what kind of parent you're going to be until you have a child. And he's only about one. He turns one this weekend. So uh, he's still really little, but, um, He's right now, he's like not eating a whole lot of solid food, which is weird because he has days where he's just pigging out on solid foods. And lately he's been kind of indifferent. And my mom told me I was that way when I was little and that all I wanted to do was drink apple juice, which knowing what we know now is disgusting, right? Like I would never let him just drink like gallons of apple juice, but that's, I mean, I turned out okay with a sugar addiction, I guess, but I, but my mom gave that to me and she said the doctor back then, I mean, this was in the eighties was like, she'll eat when she's hungry. And it's so funny, but we've really just let Remy explore with food. Yeah. I give him two spoons. You know, he can't really use the spoon great yet. But yeah, sometimes it's so it's so insulting because you work really hard to make a nutritious meal for your child and he will like barely touch it. And then you sit there and you're like, oh, man, you know, but I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of days like that with a kid. All right. What are when you want to eat unhealthy? When you want to eat terribly, if you want a cheat meal or something, what are some, I always like to call them, you know, um, the healthy, healthy-ish, like unhealthy options. So whether it's kind of fast food related or anything like that, what, what are some easy kind of on the go when you're going out to eat recommendations? So to healthify, like outside, of, so you're saying outside of the house to healthify like a fun meal essentially. Yeah, sure. I I say like a cheat meal that's not, you know, complete garbage, right? Like some of the like healthy-ish unhealthy things to eat, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually just recorded a fun podcast on this, but you're making me think of things like Chick-fil-A. So say you're going to Chick-fil-A and you're like- I saw that, right? I, I, yeah, I saw that you had that episode. So say you want like fried chicken or something, which obviously is going to be higher calorie, more processed oils. Like we, we know fried foods are sometimes not the best for us, um, especially when it comes to weight loss. But, you know, say you have this really big craving for it instead of just having it with the fries. What if you either came home and made it with like a salad or like you ordered one of the salads from Chick-fil-A and then you got the fried chicken on top or really any restaurant that has that option. So I'm a big believer in, okay, if you're having any sort of fun food, how can we try to add in other things that you need on your plate? And if you're brand new to healthy eating and nutrition in terms of what you need on your plate, it actually is quite simple. So I really tell my clients every single meal, it's it's not a perfect science, but every single meal, we want to try to have a carb, ideally a carb that is more nourishing, that packs fiber, but you know we want a carb. You want a protein, um, ideally 20 to 30 grams if we're going to get specific, and then having some sort of veggie um, or really just produce situation. So getting in fruit, a lot of color, think about like color and variety on there. So when we're thinking about a lot of fun foods, they oftentimes are made with more processed carbs. They don't have a lot of color, right? (laughs) At all. Um, No fruits and veggies. Um, And sometimes they may or may not have protein in them. So the more we can kind of balance our meals out, especially when we are having fun foods, um, is really going to make it more healthful. And also you're going to feel fuller even for the same amount of calories. Um, Another idea too is like pizza. I know, especially with young children, everyone goes to a pizza party at some point. So um, ideally, if you know the parent that maybe is hosting it, 
maybe they're having pizza, but maybe there's also like, you know, salads or veggies or like an appetizer, like tomato mozz situation, like being able to pair, you know, more color and more fiber with whatever fun food you're having will really help you out. Um, but sometimes I know it's tough, especially if there's not options available, but, um, you know, you can always ask for sides at a restaurant too. But that's a really cool rule, especially when you're raising a kid is like, hey, let's just balance things out. You can have your slice of pizza, but let's have a little bit of a apple or something like a tomato or like a little bit of something. And then he's going to throw it in your face. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's just... It's like the Wild West, Lauren, I swear. Like, you, I totally... You, you stop judging parents when you become a parent because you're like, oh, now I get it. Like, you do anything to keep them calm because they're a little maniac sometimes. It's just wild, the personalities. But I think that... No, I think it's a good plan. Or fill them up on good stuff before they have Yeah, absolutely. Like but I, I think it's just a matter of having a routine and understanding of how a plate should look. Like they said that it has to have these many colors. Well, these have to have like, yeah, just make it fun for the kid and like something that it happens every day. Like if, if I'm at home, I have these three things that are always, they're always in my plate, which it doesn't make it any easier for us that cook. But <laughs> I'm a terrible cook. So I know he's going to know, he's going to know I'm a bad cook when we take him out to restaurants yeah, and he likes good food cook. there. Yeah, these days. Oh, my gosh. Well, Lauren, if, if any, you know, our audience, I know we have a lot of women. We have a lot of kind of new moms that listen to the show. Lauren, I looked through, um, you know, you have some great, great podcasts um, under the Sorority Nutritionists. And you can just go, you know, wherever you find Fittish and download Fittish, you can go listen to some of Lauren's shows because you have some very niche ones, obviously, right? Like your conversations get very into detail about um, about nutrition, about how much protein do you really need? I saw you did one recently on that, right? So that's that's really the focus of your show, right? Is getting into kind of the nitty gritty and speaking with people that have had great weight loss stories as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, I try to be just like real and no bullshit, honestly, because I think there's just a lot, as I'm sure you may have heard in various different industries, but the fitness industry, there's just so much misinformation about nutrition. And I say that as someone who like has actually fallen victim to all the misinformation. And yeah. so I just hope to simplify eating for weight loss. Like, you know, we talk about all these like new fad trendy things. Like there's always going to be something new coming. Um, and sometimes it's cool. There's like new things that we discover about food and nutrition that can be really impactful. But truthfully, like if you don't have the basics right, like a lot of times these new fun things we find out like aren't going to necessarily quote unquote work. Um, and also like you're yeah, so often women are just fighting their bodies to try to lose weight or feel their best when you, I always say like you have to work with your body. You have to get to a place where you feel really good and it's not like you're fighting yourself to keep off this weight and fighting yourself to be healthy. Um, but also at the same time, it is also a little bit of real talk because you do have to do things and show up for yourself um, when it comes to nutrition mm -hmm. and it's not just going to be given to you. The hardest part about nutrition and weight loss is you have to work for it at the end of the day. Unless you're taking Ozempic, right? Can you yes. tell us about this fad? I'm so glad to have you because I haven't gotten to ask an expert about this. And I know a lot of, Francisco, you may not know what I'm about to talk about, but it's very clear that this has become half like a time. celebrity. Half of the time you don't know what I'm talking about. This is a celebrity drug. We're seeing a lot of this on TikTok. I have heard about this for like a long time now. Could you tell us? I mean, you're an expert on this, I'm sure, since this was a diabetes drug as well. What What is this drug? And is this really what some of these celebrities are use, uh, using or I should say abusing, right? <laughs> Yeah. So this is a real drug that does impact our ability to get full. So we're going to get fuller quicker. It can 
not only lead to fullness and potentially not eating as many calories and weight loss, but also has a benefit for diabetes, so managing blood sugars, all of that stuff, all of that jazz. Um, that being said, the issue I have with this Ozempic trend is just how detrimental it can be for people to think that taking a drug is going to solve their shitty relationship with food and mm -hmm. the fact that they don't know how to fuel themselves consistently. Ozempic is for people who truly need it. And to just get it over the counter, well, there's the whole conversation of like now there's all these drug shortages. So people who really need it, they can't mm -hmm. have it, which is not a funny thing. However, at the same time, like even if there wasn't a drug shortage, I would still really advocate and argue, why are you taking it if you don't need it at the end of the day? Um, and as much as, you know, I've worked in bariatric clinics, I don't shame anyone for plastic surgery, any sort of mm -hmm. surgical intervention, especially when it comes to weight management. You know, I've, I know people personally in my life who've benefited from, you know, bariatric surgery. Ozempic is another tool, just like I use calorie tracking as a tool with my clients. It's a tool, but the tough part about Ozempic and any weight loss drug like this that does have also consequences physically and, and you know for your physical and, and, and health of sorts, but if you're not going to take it for the rest of your life and you're doing it short-term to lose weight, you will gain that weight back and there can be long-term consequences even to things like bone health too that yeah, people don't realize ask. yeah because who you know it could there could be is it cancer causing i mean there's there's so many things i'm sure what are some of the side effects of this and fran just so you know like there's a lot of celebrities like kardashians that are they've lost weight very rapidly i mean they look skinnier than ever and we know that's not diet and exercise because they already do a lot of diet and exercise with professionals so they're injecting themselves with this medication and that's kind of the conversation Crazy. that's been going on the internet um well, i'm sure it's like the the Old trend. Sure, sure it is. But what are it's some of so the? It's so bad for you, are, but you, you yeah, because of course the consequences of that. I mean, that's like you know being hooked on speed and the serotonin yeah. and issues in your brain. What are some of the side effects of the Ozempic? I mean, long term, do they know? <clears throat> yeah. So I obviously not being a physician, I'm not because I don't prescribe this drug, and honestly, yeah. most of my clients don't use it just because they're you know trying to actually address a lot of the, the struggles that are going on. But what I do know, the the side effect that is was most concerning to me when I learned more about it is the potential bone loss that can happen. And you know, really with any drug, even outside of weight loss drugs, like there's always a pro and con. Like when you're taking a drug, it's impacting a system in your body and it's impacting something. And so there's always a cause and effect. And I think a lot of people forget that there's no like miracle drug where you just take it and boom like there's no side effects no like, side effects yeah. that's not how the body works right. um so you know people who take it especially who are morbidly obese have a large significant amount of weight there is such a benefit for them taking it that it would mm -hmm. outweigh whatever side effects that there are and mm -hmm. a lot of women honestly that take it at least what we see on the internet it's like okay you have 5 10 15 10 pounds, pounds you want to lose yeah. like mm -hmm. like that well first off that's more about fat loss than weight you know in in particular like it's actually more about your composition which is a totally different conversation but also if you have that little amount of weight to lose like you you definitely don't need ozempic like it, it just doesn't even make sense so yeah, it's a tough topic, but it's it's dangerous for young no, women. No, thank you. That was informative. I've been wanting to ask someone that's an expert on it because I think a lot of us keep seeing it on the internet, and I've been so curious. I mean, I'm sure, you know, hey, with people that have money that are in front of the camera all the time. I mean, I do. There's there's part of me that, I mean, I understand. It doesn't surprise me at all that women like that would be abusing it. Of course, them losing weight, they're on camera all the time and they want they want kind of a quick fix, you know? I mean, that's the, sadly the culture that we live in. So it doesn't surprise me at all, but it is really fascinating. 
um, because I don't think any of us had ever even heard of that drug before. I mean, unless, you know, someone had been needing it medically. Where can people, you know, you have so much great knowledge to offer. So I'm assuming you do personal coaching. Um, could you tell our audience where they could find you if they either want your assistance with nutrition or if they just want to listen to more episodes of your show? Yeah. So literally anywhere, um, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, podcasting, you can search sorority nutritionist and you can find me. Um, I think those are all the platforms that I'm on. Amazing. Wonderful. Sorority nutritionist. Thank you so much for being on the show today. This was all very informative. It's a very short time because this conversation can last another five hours. I have so many questions. Oh, do you do about your physique? Yeah. No, not about my physique. Just about things that <laughs> nutrition you know, in general. Yeah, like I know it is such all a fascinating. These taboos that you have heard that people think that are not true, and the ones that are true, just there's so much. Go stuff. listen to. She has some great episodes, yeah, like I was well, saying, that get really focused in on some of the different good. kind of fad diets and trends. So why don't you go check it out? I would love that. In the car on the way to work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Lauren. Thanks so much for joining the show and enjoy your Valentine's uh, gym date night with your husband. Thanks, Jenna (laughs) and Francisco. (laughs) Thank you. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit